0: Thank you so much for being here this morning. I really feel like um, uh, sometimes during the Christmas season, having Christmas-related uh, sermon series is, seems so obligatory. And I don't want to make this feel plastic to you. I want this to be something that that is meaningful. One of these years, I'm just going to throw everybody off and preach an Easter sermon right in the middle of December. <laughs> it's just you going, what? But it is it is such a beautiful time of year for us to kind of hit a reset button as believers. Did you know this? Did you know that 68% of those surveyed said that shopping has become the preferred Christmas tradition? That's an overwhelming majority. Now, not to increase your anxiety any, but we only have 22 days left. We have 518 hours approximately until Christmas is here. And um, what I'm hoping is that, that that doesn't create any more anxiety for you, that, that you've got things planned out. Um, but, but am I the only one who feels like, that, that, like when I look at my calendar, I just take the whole month and say I'm busy? And I just feel like it's such an important thing for us as believers to hit the reset button during this time of year. We're drowning in a sea of advertising and sales and commercialism and it just seems like it becomes what it's all about and i hate to say it, and i read this this week and it just so identified with me it feels like my giving is so graceless anymore it's like i'm giving because i'm supposed to i have to buy those gifts because i'm supposed to and like and like i don't even like you and i'm going to give you a gift but i love everybody because i'm the pastor but it's like I, we just, and in our, in our gift giving becomes very empty. And I just would love it if we would just find more meaning in all of this. As Jesus followers, are we really missing the moments that matter? And that's, and that's the whole thing. So this, this whole series about not missing it, I, I, I don't want us to miss the, the moments that are so important and the people that are so important and the meaning of the season. And I think that it just does us good to be reminded. But I do think we tend to become caught up in it all, caught up in the materialism. Shouldn't Jesus be the most important thing? I mean, shouldn't shouldn't it be about his birth? And whether or not you believe he was born in this time of year or not, it is what has been slated to celebrate the birth of our Savior It is. Christ Mass. It is Christmas. This is why we're doing what we're doing. So a couple things, and this is <laughs> you're gonna. We're gonna get done with this sermon. You're gonna be going. I could have wrote that. But why we miss it? Why, why we tend to miss the meaning of Christmas and, and and the moments? Let me just give you a few things here. I think first of all, maybe we're just too busy. Maybe we just busy ourselves too much during this season and by busy i mean that we feel the compulsion to say yes to everything and to be everywhere we don't want to miss out on anything let me tell you the problem is we busy ourselves so much because we don't want to miss out that we miss it we're so busy and we're going to everything and yet we 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 miss those potential moments with our family and we miss those, those potential moments that could be meaningful, that really could be memory builders. Parties and events and shopping create this sense of exhaustion mixed with obligation. Let me give you a, let me pull a verse off the shelf here that, that I think applies. Psalm 127 says the first two verses here, and and don't get lost on me here because this is not necessarily a Christmas verse, but it says, except the Lord build a house, they labor in vain, that build it, except the Lord keep the city, the watchman wakes, but in vain. The idea here is that if God's not a part of it, you're wasting your time, right? And then here was my life verse when I was in college, it is vain for you to rise up early. right to sit up late i ate a lot of bread of sorrows when i was studying for exams for so he giveth his beloved sleep and i know on the surface when we read that it seems like god's against us staying up late or getting up too early that may be some of it here but i really think what he's talking about is is those of us that can't go to sleep because we're worried about everything have you been there you get up early, and you feel like if you worry about it more or you do something to fix the situation, you're going to feel better. We're eating the bread of sorrows, the idea that 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 if I work harder. But the truth of the matter is, the, what he's teaching us here is that you can do all of that and, and still not have the reward for your labor you're, because God's not in it. And so we can be incredibly busy doing all of this Christmassy kind of stuff and it just be empty and hollow and exhausting. When our busyness leaves God out of the picture, everything we do is worthless. I'm afraid that we try to do so much this season that we miss out on the important stuff. We don't prioritize well. And we allow the the obligatory pressures to make us do things that we we go places we really don't want to be and hang out with people we don't really enjoy to impress people we don't really care about. And that's why we miss it. It's not that, listen, I know we're busy. I know that you're incredibly busy people living where we are in this country and the price of living here is not cheap and i know that y'all work jobs and you do a lot of commuting and we're very busy so let's guard preciously the time that we do have and make it meaningful don't miss out because you're too busy maybe we become too familiar and i know that this is something that that as believers, if you've been saved for a while and you become a Christ follower, young in life, maybe you just know all about the Christmas story, and we've heard all the the stories. We know all the facts. We've we've been to all the cute plays. We know that the wise men really weren't there; they didn't come until later. We know like all the facts. We can be critique. We can critique everything. We know all the stories. We've heard all the messages. We've heard all the songs over and over again since October. And sometimes when you know it so well, that familiarity causes it to lose its significance. You know, it's, it's, there's an interesting portion of Scripture that we miss because it's not found as much in Luke, like the the story that we normally read. But in Matthew, Herod hears about this Jesus child being born king of the Jews. And so he calls the religious people, the ones that knew the law, that knew everything, right? And he calls them to his to his office, if you will. And here we have in Matthew chapter 2, verses 4 and 5, Herod calls them in, he says, and when he had gathered all the chief priests and the scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they knew the answer, right? They knew what the answer was. It says this, and they said unto him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, and thou Bethlehem in the land of Judah art not the least among the princes of Judah, for out of thee shall come the governor that shall rule my people Israel. They knew what the answer was, and here Jesus was here, and they missed it. It wasn't a lack of knowledge. It wasn't the fact. So listen, you you may have been a Christ follower for a long time, and you know what Christmas is all about, and you can still miss the beautiful moments of Christmas because it's not a matter of information. It's not a matter of knowledge. it It is the significance of it and what it means to you. Look at this damning verse here in John chapter 1 says this in verse 10 he was in the world and the world was made by him and the world knew him not he came into his own and his own received him not familiarity does not add meaning that has to be done intentionally Maybe we're too busy. Maybe we become too familiar. <laughs> maybe, it's, maybe the whole thing is just too disruptive, right? We're used to what Christmas feels like. We're used to doing what Christmassy stuff is supposed to feel like. We're, we're used to doing Christmas the way that we do Christmas, and it's very disruptive to have Jesus interrupt all of that. We attend Christ-centered services or events and we're looking at our watch thinking about catching the sale somewhere. Taking time to read the story of his birth before we tear into present seems like such an inconvenience. Especially when you're under the age of 20. But Jesus just seems to interrupt the flow. Isn't that horrible to say? But like taking the time... To recognize him and honor him and thank him and acknowledge what this is all about, it just seems to interrupt the flow of what we're used to doing Christmasy stuff like that same king we just read about in, in Matthew chapter two verse three says this and when Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled. He was disturbed, disquieted, unsettled. And then check it out, in all Jerusalem with him. So here's the truth. The birth of Jesus Christ disrupted Herod's world, right? Because all of a sudden, everything might have to change because of the birth of Christ. But here's the truth. We need our lives to be disrupted by God. And I've said it before, everything about God is disrupting. Everything about God is disruptive. Here's the thing, you cannot enter into a relationship with God Almighty and things not change in your life. So let me tell you this, if you want things to stay the same, (laughs) You met the wrong person. Because Jesus will upend everything. Because you seem to have managed to kind of do your life and you got all the plates spinning and everything seems okay. And including God in, in all of this seems so disruptive because it just seems like all of your plans and everything you're gonna have to. Maybe you won't have time to. Yeah, it's disruptive. Everything about God is disrupted. Every truth about God is life-changing and designed to make a fundamental shift in the way that we see this world in our lives and our bank accounts and our relationships and our goals in life. That is what Jesus is all about, disrupting our lives and making it meaningful and count for all of eternity. We need this intrusion in our lives. We need to be disrupted this holiday season. Maybe we're too busy. Maybe we've become too familiar. Maybe it's too disruptive, and maybe we've just been duped, right? Maybe we've just been duped into thinking Christmas is something that it's not. And here's the truth: of the matter is, our own experiences betray us. I love Rudolph. That's that's the honest truth. I love Rudolph, the red-nosed reindeer. And if I go the Christmas season without watching Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, it doesn't feel the same. I'm an elf fan, okay? I mean, how else are you supposed to know what the four main food groups are? Where else would you know where to get the world's best cup of coffee or that the yellow ones don't stop? I love watching elf. And and these have become kind of these things that we do as a family. But what what here here's the thing, and I'm not opposed to them, so so don't don't get me wrong. I I, I love all that kind of stuff. But but we have been inundated with images and experiences that include talking snowmen and a jolly old elf and flying reindeer. And we have. this has become what Christmas means to us. We've been duped because even the memories that we have and the experiences that we have are what creates that Christmassy feeling. We've been duped because that's not what it's all about. So the question is, what are we going to do going forward here? What are we as Christ followers? What are we going to do to change the course of this Christmas? What, okay, what new memories are we going to create? Think about the opportunity that we have here. If all of our experiences have created the memories that we have, that do or don't make Christmas feel like Christmas, what can we begin to do in our own lives and what can we instill into the lives of our children that would create memories of Christmas that are genuinely meaningful and true to what the holiday is supposed to all be about. Let me tell you, this has got to be intentional. It has to be something we do on purpose. Because we're, we are inundated. We are, we are flooded with all the fun stuff, if you will. And we're just sorely lacking in what it's supposed to really mean. Don't miss the moments that really matter. And let me just give a little parenthesis here. I love, I love Christmas. I love the presents. I love the trees. I love all of that stuff. I just think that we need to be upended a little bit. I just feel like we need to be disrupted. So, here's how not to miss it. Very, very simple outline here. First of all, stop. Just stop. Take a pause. Reduce your activity. Just, okay, let's just take a look at what we're doing and just stop for a few moments, have a conversation. And reduce our activity. And, and, and the Bible says you're familiar with this verse, maybe in Psalm 46, be still and know that I am God. There is there, I'm not trying to be, you know, take this out of context, but just 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 think about the truth there. That recognizing God takes a pause. It's like, all right, all right, what am I doing? Like, what am I living like? What is this all about? Reduce your Activity. Sometimes, here's the truth, you have to say no to some things in order to say yes to other things, right? And so may I suggest that we just say no to some of the busyness and say yes to those events that are more meaningful or those practices that are more meaningful. It's okay to say no. They won't miss you that much. All right. They're not going to, thanks, Dina. They're, she's my cheerleader. They're not going to miss you that much. It's okay to say no to a lot of stuff that we just feel so obligated to, to say yes for. You don't have to do everything. Let me, just, let me just be transparent with you, and I know I can feel the judgment already happening. We don't send out Christmas cards. Did you hear that? Like, I think I just sucked the fun right out of the room there. I swear, this is what happened. So during the nine o'clock, I went into this, and we really don't send out Christmas cards anymore. I like to get Christmas cards. (laughs) I got no problem with that. But we, I don't know, three or four years ago, we had just gotten to the place where it was just too much for us. Okay, too much for her, because she was the one who did all the work. Here was my sum total Um, contribution to our Christmas cards. (laughs) I was in the photo and that was it. And then like she addressed all the cards. She went down to Costco, got them all printed. She did all that kind of stuff. All right. So we just kind of came to a place in our life. We was causing too much stress, too much anxiety. We're just going to say no. So this, I I swear this happened. As as a lady's walking out the door, she's like, yeah, but if you like to get them, you ought to be giving them. And I want to say, you're exactly who I'm talking about. (laughs) But I didn't. I said it in my mind. And I said, but sometimes we have to say no. She goes, no. Sometimes you just need to say slow, not no. And I'm like, shut up. Get out of this room right now. No, (laughs) I just... I mean, I I get it, right? So if you want to punish me for not sending out cards and not send me cards, I'm okay with that. But it's like we just had to kind of say no to Christmas cards. It was just creating too much anxiety. Like it was was like this cloud that began to loom around November 1st, right? Because you're thinking, I got to get my cards. I got to, you know, I got to pretend like we have a happy family and write it in my little notes in my letter that we're the perfect family, that everything is going great. Have you seen John Chris' little video about the, the real Christmas card? I got to show. I'll, I'll bring it next week. It's so funny. What a real Christmas card ought to sound like, you know, about all of the stuff that we're... Anyway, so so we say no to Christmas card. We just, we said no. There's other things that we said no to as well. We don't go to as many parties as we used to. We just, we just, let me tell you, maybe it's my age. <laughs> wow. Just for the record, I married an older woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's eight days older than I am. Um, but it's, it's so, um, I forgot what I was saying because I'm thinking I'm really in trouble now. Um, I can't remember where I was going with that. Um, but we, I think, I think I've kind of come to this place in life where I am, I'm probably happier staying home and going on and about and i know that's you know and i like people i really do i enjoy myself but sometimes you know you just work all day and all that kind of stuff and you're just like oh, i just want to relax at home you know but uh i'm the only one okay so reduce your activity which is easy for me because i don't want to do anything so just just stop and reduce your activity then look all right stop look and listen that's what we're going to be doing here stop and look refocus on what's important And not to belabor it too much here, but the wise men really put a lot of effort into going to go find Jesus. Matthew chapter 2, verses 10 and 11 said this, When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. So what is really important What is really going to impact your life? What is the most important thing that you can be thinking of that you could be doing this time of year? It has to be intentional. Stop, just reduce your activity. Hit the pause button. What are we doing here? What can we eliminate? What do we need to focus on? What is the most important thing? And then listen. So there's an invitation here. We are to respond to the invitation of God. And what is that invitation? That is to know him. So there's a beautiful passage of Scripture here out of Luke chapter 2. And one of the things that we do as a family is we read Luke chapter 2 before anybody opens any presents on Christmas morning. We just kind of refocus ourselves, if you will. And it's my favorite passage about the Christmas story. And it says here, here's the shepherds, right? And that we're in the same shepherds, country, shepherds abiding in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. What incredible news. And then how did they respond just a few verses later? And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go. Let us now go, just sounds so tame. It's like it just sounds so normal. I would have been freaking out. Like, why are we still here right now? Let us now go. Even unto Bethlehem and see this thing. Maybe I've just seen too many plays. And see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in the manger. I love their response to this incredible invitation. And here we have such opportunity to make an impact on the lives of our family, to make Christmas meaningful, to reconnect with Christ, to be disrupted. We have this incredible opportunity to make Christmas more than just a tree and getting a bunch of gifts and writing out lists to Santa Claus. I mean, do you understand how self-centered all of our activities have become? And maybe we need to rethink all of this and refocus all of this and, and accept this incredible invitation to focus on Jesus Christ and implement activities and traditions in our families that would be disruptive, that would create memories, that would make Christmas more meaningful. We've been invited into this incredible relationship with God, and this season holds so much meaning and so much richness for the believer. Don't miss the moments with all of the busyness. Don't miss the moments because we've misinterpreted what it's really all about. Make much of what matters most. How's that? What does matter the most? And, and make much less of what is actually very empty and meaningful. I'm all about good deals. I love giving gifts. I'm not trying to make you less generous. And God knows I don't want you to stop watching Elf. I'm just saying there's more to it. And we get so caught up and so wrapped up in the meaninglessness. And I want to encourage you to make much of the moments that matter so we don't miss out on this. Let's pray. God, what a gift, what a time, what an opportunity to celebrate. And I think of my own family and the opportunities that I have to create meaningful moments with them to have an everlasting impact in their hearts and lives on how to bless others. Help us, Father, to be a a group of grateful children for all that you've done for us. And help us to find ways to reconnect with you and honor you during this season. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.